Thank you for listening to the Patrick Ely Podcast. My guests today are LaShawn Johnson and Nathan Shirk. The podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And if you enjoy it, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Google. All right. I just saw before I uh, set this up that Travis Barker just proposed to Courtney Kardashian. They've they've taken taken down many a man. <laughs> I just don't understand the notion or wanting to be where everybody is fucking been. I, I just don't understand that. <laughs> it, it's so it's so weird to me now. Like I, I, I promise you, I'm, I'm not one. You know, to like just go running butt naked on on the playground, but clearly they are. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of ill, actually. Like because the card, it's not like. You know that old joke about like you know how many how many dudes do you want to be fucking when you're fucking your girl but like the kardashian women there really is a unique yeah that's but you know i mean i suppose it's a status thing you know what i'm saying like it's just kind of like like what's next <laughs> like what do you do that i guess i'll marry a kardashian like you know what i'm saying no like, this is true it's like a bucket it's like a bucket list item yeah now, what makes it really interesting <laughs> is Again, it all lends itself. You guys mentioned on the podcast a lot about this whole divification of like, you know, modern women and femininity. It's like, okay, I can, you know, have baggage and kids and body counts and I can Just a still, mess. Just an know, absolute na- mess. Na- nail a top 15%. And you wonder why do you, you got a size, you know, a size five with an attitude, a size 12 with an attitude, you know, right. five out of the 10 scale give you attitude. Like, okay, uh, where'd you get this? Yeah. I see where you get it from. You get it from social media. Yeah. It's all going to wind up like this. It's funny, actually. I I think another a, a thing that has skewed all that shit is these dating apps, Tinder uh, in particular. But because what women don't understand is happening on these apps. Fuck it. We're like already getting into the like, you know, we're, we're like we're like already going down like the road everyone thinks we're going to. But like <clears throat> on these dating apps, like what happens is women don't realize that the way it works is this very small minority of like really attractive dudes is getting all the attention from like all the women. Right. And those dudes are not that much more selective than like a regular ass motherfucker. Like they're just like, yeah, fuck you. Why not? You know, like, sure. And they're not understanding like what's happening. Like they don't even see these other dudes as like an option anymore and like and that's cool like women are very selective and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that but they're being tricked by the by like the way it's being done you know by because yes. all online they're being tricked they don't understand that what's happening is like these dudes aren't matching with them because they're special they're matching with them because they're dudes like that's what dudes do if a chick is like i would consider having sex with you like you know most women on 50 percent of the women on planet earth you'll probably just be like no matter what you look like as a dude you're gonna be like yeah that's cool i, I, I could do that you know no you're 100 correct right and i think that's driving some of the like the inflated sense of like i don't know just just you know i'm it, I, I have a lot to offer. Uh, you should come to me on my terms. But what's crazy is dudes have become the same way. 
You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's playing this, like it's like this game of chicken, like all the time between the sexes now. Like everyone's like, I'm not going to give an inch. I'm the shit. You have to come to me on my terms, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it's very strange to me. That That is kind of what Kim Kardashian did to Kanye. He was in love. He was in love with her for forever, and she just go like bag another dude and 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 take his soul and then divorce him after like less than a year. And she would literally change what she looked like. She'd she'd sh- shape shift and just keep coming. No, no. And then finally, all right, you know, you can come to me. When by by classical standards, she had downgraded herself like beyond what what somebody like to me I'd, if kim kardashian was like hey let's go out and she was single and i was single i'd probably say okay but <laughs> this motherfucker maybe <laughs> all right all right all right but in my mind i wouldn't be like ah, she's just she's got this like weird body count and like people may or may not have died and she <laughs> She doesn't seem to want to like provide anything that would inherently be comforting to a man. Right. But And she also looks weird now. Right. Like, like she, she, she looks get, straight up weird. I get when Kanye here. fell for her during the Ray J days. Because mm-hmm. I kind of did too. But now she just she just looks and I'm not saying she doesn't look appealing because I I <laughs> recognize that a large percentage of men, if you just show them pictures, they like plastic surgery, but she's not the girl that he fell in love with. Right. And yet it, it worked, you know, she got, she got everything at, at the height of his, his power and success. He said, I choose you. Choose you. Yeah. I mean, I I hate to say it. Um, he, he kind, that's kind of the, uh, Russell Wilson effect. You know, they kind of tap right into these dudes. These, and now uh, Russell Wilson, these, these, see the, yeah. who's Russell Wilson going? Uh, that's Sierra. Uh, Sierra. Just, Tiara, yeah. Sierra? Sierra. Sierra, right after Future was, was done with her, right? Exactly. Just like after Ray J was done with her. I just always find it interesting. And again, I love my brother, especially my creative, nerdy, kind of middle class, you know, eclectic types, but God damn, stop you know, picking up these sloppy seconds, bro. It's just, yeah. So what is, what know? is that when they could have just a, a 21 year old princess? Yeah. A dime. That's just not famous. Right. And, it hasn't been run the fuck and through. not run through Sorry. with nine, you know, I shouldn't have said that. It's going to get us. That's the point. That's classically desirable. Yeah, I think Jay-Z talked about that, you know, on the Kingdom Come Out, you know, like, fame is one hell of a drug, and that's what it is. You can talk about, think about, I mean, Cuddy, Kanye, uh, Russell Wilson, like, okay, these guys have been good at their craft, but have never been, like, sex symbols or famous. And, like, you know, that's that's some serious dope right there, man. They got hit in the vein, and they just want to continue to get that rush. The same sort of shit Brittany Renner just did to that dude. I don't, I don't remember what his name is. You know what I'm talking about though? I just watched a video of her today talking about his stepdaddy season. She's trying to find somebody just be a stepdaddy at this point in time. Yeah, it's crazy. That's how tragic she is. Right. And like, but you know, there's these guys who will literally be all in DMs on social media for women like this. It's It's very weird psychology. It is. Wow, man. The dysfunction is real. In, in Western society, like it's it, it's crazy. 
I wouldn't have speculated that, but you now have the bodies. Like you have all these babies that people admit to. So it really does happen that way. Amber Rose, another one. No, yo, what what fucking did Drake in that whole shit with um when he got into it with Push? With uh, Pusha T, because yeah, he has Push that, that weird, he had that illegitimate French porn with the lady stripper or whatever the fuck she was. Yeah, yeah, and like Anon or whatever. That that by the way, that fucking that diss track was so. Wait, what if Drake is Q? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, LaShawn was LaShawn was sending me some um was telling me some shit about QAnon the other day that it, basically something like you're getting a sense that it's a bunch of ex-military dudes that are like Yeah, so when I went to Tampa, uh you know me, man, I have the most unique ability to talk to some of the most random ass motherfuckers. So I'm sitting in Tampa, I'm leaving one I'll leave one club to go to another. And the guy that picked me up in the Escalade had on a Trump jersey. I'm like, I, I, I fuck with anybody who's collecting. If you're going to do you, I have a lot of respect for you, regardless of what people think. So him and I started talking, whatever, like that he was ex-military. This dude, was a, a lot. this dude was a driver? He was um, an Uber driver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to go and out talk and drive an Uber wearing a Trump in jersey. In a Trump jersey. Yeah. I, Florida. You know, like, that's kind of just like... All right, that's some gangster shit. Like, you know, like, you over know, a bulletproof dude, vest. Really don't give a that's fuck. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. No. Like, you would get that Chicago, but down in Florida, I'm fucking with you on that right. because right. I, I desperate respect. So, he talked a lot about, um, you know, ex military, whatever, like that. And it's just, you know, we're talking about the man, the layers ran, ran deeper than a cake, brother. Like, it's, but it's uh, so like a lot of the, the, the Q. Q9 seemed like, you know, like what he was telling me was military, but it would make sense for January 6th. Because again, you see like some of the small details that the media left out from the ties to the radios to some of the coordination. It's like you went out of your way to make it look amateur, but it wasn't. And again, I'm not talking, but just they, they're aware. They had targets. They, and it just seemed like from the conversation I had with him that they're fully aware, especially when it comes to the blue side, that there are certain people who are they problems. They they problems when it comes to a lot of, you know, he you know he mentioned Epstein. He mentioned you know Gates. He mentioned you know Clinton. Like there is a problem with those guys. Like it's that that Hollywood into, you know, political connection. It seemed to be associated without you know without going into detail of some really fucked up ass shit. You mean a problem for the left? Like they're a liability for the left because they have some skeletons in their closet, or they're they're a problem. Pro they're a problem with life. They're the type of people. I think three of us, if what he said was true, and you know me not be a violent man, I would end your ass. Like I, for real, like like I would have no problem putting it right, putting one right between to your dome piece because you don't deserve to be here. Like I just when you talking about like child child trafficking and things yeah. like that and cold words yeah. or whatever. Mm, it got deep, bro. Like, I mean, look, he was a 15-minute ride. We talked for, like, over an hour. And he still, you know, stays in contact with me on Telegram. And it's just, it's... What's crazy is that you're peeling back the layers of everything that was going on from, like, Obama to Trump till now. And then sprinkling in the odd things going on with the pandemic. Too much of the shit just fucking makes sense, bro. And that's the thing that's so crazy about it. And why I just have days, I'm just like, what the fuck? am I living in right now because of that? Because it just makes too much sense. It's not like it's, some of it's just right in, in plain sight, which you and I talk about all the time, Nate, so, how much shit is in plain sight. This is what's crazy about the QAnon thing to me, 
is that yeah. it's the idea the, the the sort of like this the, the reaction of just like this extremely dismissive like oh yeah child sex ring like yo throughout human history that is what extremely powerful rich people like that is one of their favorite fucking uh you know sort of demonic indulgence when I say demon, I just, I mean, once you become powerful enough, once you have enough power, enough money, you start looking, it's kind of like the thing we opened up talking about. It's like, what's next? Like, what's the next fucking drug that I'm going to get? That's the point. You know? Yeah, back in the day, you couldn't, you couldn't bring a king a virgin or a, uh, so a girl right. that wasn't a virgin. So, so the, the notion that like, there's no possible way, you know, that, that, that shit was going down is, but then like, the problem is that you, certain motherfuckers get a hold of it and they turn it into this, like, you know, Oh, there's a fucking pizza place in Washington D.C. where they literally have kids in cages under. You know what I'm saying? And like, and Correct. then it loses. All, like nobody wants to hear it anymore because yeah. it's been turned into this completely absurd caricature of something like we all know. Like, look at the Catholic Church, man. There was a fucking child sex ring. Like these motherfuckers yes. were organized. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they and they were essentially protected by like motherfuckers all the way up to the top because Facts. you know institutional like institutional loyalty is a real thing public school system same situation so i don't know man i mean i'm not the the, pro, the problem i have with the QAnon thing is that once you yeah. start going out and shooting shit up um you know and like murdering elected officials and like wanting to like overthrow the government based on something that like you know, at the end of the day, like you don't like you don't know for sure that it's true. And like you're not you're like, you know, the courts can't deal with it, whatever. I understand the frustration if you think it's true. But like that's 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 too much. But on yeah. the other side, what I find really again, what I find frustrating is is this reaction people have where they're just like uh, your caricature is a complete lunatic weirdo. If you're like, well, yeah. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to find out that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton participated in some sort of like, uh, you know, underage girl yeah. trafficking. Like that's what those type of motherfuckers do. They always have <laughs> like, this yeah. is nothing new. Go back. Exactly. To, yeah. You go back to like the fall, the decline and fall of Rome. Like that's what all those motherfuckers were into. So anyway. And that's, and that's what's so interesting. I think people have a tendency. I used to always tell people as of late, that it ain't red and blue anymore. It's Fox News versus fucking CNN slash NSNBC. Those are the new political parties at this point in time. And people got to understand from like Operation Mockingbird on like, dude, there's, dude, they run a distraction. They run, they, they feel the best at all types of bullshit. Y'all don't understand that though. It's like you literally went up there and watched the, uh, the group the issue where like you literally, y'all tried to like, you know, basically take, Joe Rogan throw him under the bus time he's taking horse dewormer. Oh, and yeah. anybody half a brain cell knows that's not what that is. But it's interesting. It just shows you like the level of absurdity has gotten so high. They don't even care anymore. It's like you, you they literally can tell you, oh, well, you know, it was a bunch of you know monkey dresses clowns that started COVID. And right. they're cool with that. They'll be like, oh, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. That so there's nothing surprised me at this point in time. Yeah. It's funny that horse dewormer thing. I just found out about that. Um you know, oh, oh! I found out that Rogan had sort of raked Gupta over the coals on that, on his show. Like you, CNN said that I was taking horse dewormer. Yes, that's not true. 
I was taking ivermectin, which, and he said on his show, he was like, I know it's not yet approved for treating COVID, like, but I took it because I, you know, whatever. He, he, he but he was like, what I was taking was a, was a drug for human consumption. You know, it was, not, it was not horse dewormer. Ivermectin is also used, you know, whatever. And Gupta was like, yeah. Anyway, so, so I told my wife this and her reaction was basically, well, you know, it wasn't really a lie because, you know, it is also used as a horse. To, it's like, she's just like, she can't, her reaction is just to sort of like, be like, but that's CNN. They don't do that kind of shit. You know, like they, they had a good read, you know, like technically they weren't lying, you know? And I'm like, honey, like this is, it's the same as Fox news. It's not any better. It's the same exact shit. You know, that's, that's, how, that's how people used to, to describe rapes in 1954. Yeah. What do you mean? And that's a, it, I mean, some a girl's like, hey, dad, I just got raped. And dad would be like, oh, no, you didn't, honey. You guys were just out having a little fun. Right. And you got, you got a little attitudinal with old Jimmy. Right. And he just had to do what he had to do. Nobody meant anything bad about it. Yeah, what it's like, irritates me, gaslighting. Like, it is. It's gaslighting. It is. And what irritates me, especially having such a robust medical background, is nonsense like that. It's to the fact where, like, you literally, and you do, I mean, I tell you, this hours long um, conversation, you go back to Merck's and Invectum and, 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 and what they did to get to this point of where we're at with the new drug they released. But the fact is, literally, that is on a shelf, sitting in the second, third row nation, saving fucking lives. And the big yes. And yeah, it is. Lit, I know. That's, lit, that's what's crazy. If, if you look, but and that's what irritates me. A lot of people, and this is even like we go COVID shot, Ivermectin, whatever like that, was the FDA approved. Well, neither is using aspirin to bring down blood volume, but you guys use it for that. There's a bunch of stuff you talk to any doctor where medicine, well, real medicine, not the bullshit that is now, which is bullshit ass pharmacology real medicine was literally ingenuity like people had to have to be ingenious to save lives and to come up with solutions and that meant taking what was there and seeing if certain properties of certain things could be used in other ways that's how we that's how our medicines become so robust and it irritates me when other countries that don't have the access to what we have here have become ingenious in managing covid and moving forward as Mm. nations yeah, like, like India and Mexico. Are yeah. Correct. Are, are being, you know, that, that data is just welcome to the bus because it doesn't fit what the AMA not represents. And at least, Carnegie it, and it's and funny, all, Israel yeah, is having like a lot of bad outcomes, but they're choosing to be transparent about their data. And it's mm-hmm. like, and we, and what's we interesting about, we won't even recognize their data. It's weird. But it, well, it, it gets even deeper than that. Well, I think it's kind of interesting about Israel. Israel, you know really pay saying? attention to what's going on with them. If they have openly admitted at this point in time, we're so far up shit's creek with it. We just have to basically just keep giving people these fucking shots. Right. But it's without like, saying well, it. Think, because at least you guys are allow a discussion. Like you're, you're telling the truth. A dialogue? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So for, up here, for, yeah, for, for my yeah. part, no, what I was going to say is just... <clears throat> It, let's let's give let's put the best possible. Patrick and I had almost this exact same conversation about you know the vaccines versus the you know other other drugs that maybe 
haven't been subjected to the same like you know rigorous double blind you know randomized control studies etc cetera, etc cetera. um you put the best possible spin on it and and you assume that what's happening is the cdc or the fda or whoever is making policy knows that and just follow me here assuming yeah. hypothetically the vaccines really are the best way to deal with this right yes so you tell people uh ivermectin just doesn't work right it's it's horse dewormer you tell people um whatever you know like vitamin c and zinc and vitamin d you know like you steer them away from these alternative solutions because you 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 you're you're doing it for the best possible reason because you really do you want to end the pandemic the vaccines really are the best way to do it and you want everyone to get vaccinated even if that's true even if that's true you're still lying and it's the same thing there at the very beginning with the masks I said this. I was like, Fauci was done, or he should have been done after that shit he pulled in the very, very beginning where he said, and and people forget this, they didn't just say, you don't need a mask. What they said was, the mask will make it worse. Wearing a mask that you don't know how to wear, that you're wearing for extended periods of time, or something like that, like they basically tried to make it sound like, if you wear a mask, an N95, your chance as a regular person, your chances of getting COVID and getting really sick from COVID are worse. That was yes. actually said. And then, you know, like um, whatever it was, you know, when they started three months later, four months later, when they were like, start wearing masks, they, they came right. They said straight up, we wanted to steer people away from masks because we needed to preserve the supply for blah, 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 blah. There you go. And again, it, it's, it's like, if you don't, if you, if you don't trust people, to make the right decision with the real information. I get it, but like, they're not going to trust you moving forward. And I feel like that's where we're at because motherfuckers are smart enough to realize, like, like you said, there's third world countries where ivermectin is being ivermectin. And uh, what was it? was that other one? I forget. There was some other. Oh yeah. You know, they're being used. And people are getting good outcomes from them. And again, establishing an ironclad, correlative, causative relationship is is hard under those circumstances, right? But people are seeing, they're like, these motherfuckers aren't all just like dropping dead from taking horse dewormer. And these countries are getting shit under control. Thank you. Why are you telling us that it's completely insane to even ask questions about this treatment? Um and that's, you know, I think that unfortunately that's what's unraveling the trust in the whole public health regime. And that's yes. bad because we, we need trust. One thing about the well, horse yeah. warmer, it's, it just is so, like when somebody justifies them saying that as well, it is a use it's, and I mean, no offense to your wife. Like, I don't think she no, was probably she thinking that so, deeply into it. She probably just, she just was, trusts CNN, bro. Right, exactly. So right. I'm not, yeah. I'm skipping over her. I'm talking about within CNN where there's supposed to be like some journalistic integrity. It's such an image. It would be such an immature way to talk to another adult. Like if you guys were trying to talk about, yeah. about making dinner. You know, and and someone suggested, hey, could I'd like some ivermectin in my soup? And they're like, no, you don't want ivermectin. That's like what you clean your ass with. Yeah. And it, yeah. but in in reality, the, you wouldn't you would never say that if 
if ivermectin is an ingredient in not only soup but meatloaf also you would you know mention it as another ingredient for food and to choose horse dewormer knowing full well that most people don't have horses (laughs) when when ivermectin is also the main ingredient in heart guard which is the thing that every vet forces every person who owns a dog to give their dog once a month antiviral antiparasitic yes sir there you go everyone has it in their own bathroom or i keep it under my kitchen um because I don't want the humidity on it. I keep it like under the kitchen sink. But that's what, if they were really trying to just be all innocent and like not talk about it as a human thing, they would say, you know, the stuff you have in your house, the, what you just said about to prevent heartworm, but they don't do that. They're like, oh, it's horse dewormer. And you got like some kid in the uh, hood. That's a good point. You got Even some kid in the hood. Yes. Like, well, yeah, I guess out where they have horses where I've never been, yeah. uh, that's, you know, that's this weird drug, but it's like, no, like you've been, you, your vet's just been giving it to you to take, right. To take care of your chihuahua. That's great. You know what, man, I didn't even, that makes it hit even different. Like not only is it misleading, they're, they're going out of their way. It's not logical either. It's just, you don't even have to be a doctor. Like the most weird. It's like, if it was just two dudes talking to be like, why are you such a dick to me? Why did you tell me that ivermectin was for my poop and not my soup? You know, yeah. you wouldn't well, think about it, it. It goes back to what I said. It's like science and ingenuity, real medicine back in the day before things became monetized was about ingenuity. Right. You like, figured out what might work, right? Correct. Like if somebody like busted their head on a farm back in the day, how you figured out whether it was, you know, cerebral, you know, spinal fluid, whatever like that was tasting it because it's sweet. You have to understand it. Like that's why it used to be something that it wasn't something you went to school for something that you became a trade and somebody taught you how to become a doctor hmm. and that's what irritating it's the same thing as with training right we you and i can right. sit down and have Straight seven up. methods to get to the same fucking place yeah. there's no i'm sorry well, but you can and that's what irritates me is like and i think spice said it best this is great the way they said it they're like why is it even if this is you know a profound breakthrough in science or medicine we can have a healthy conversation about what it is. Right. And that's the innate anatomy of what's going on right now. Anybody right. who says anything, or well, you can pull through, the fact you can pull the CDC data and really combat anything they say, and they say media is ridiculous, but it will get you shut down. I follow seven guys to a doctor's for everything from trauma to ER, the drill practitioner to, um, to, um, to do um, autopsies, and they've all been shut down. Because you really just can't talk about it. And that's ridiculous. If, if what you're saying is anything other than wear a mask everywhere you go and get the vaccine. And what you're, you're going to get. And, and what you were saying is that real medicine is knowing and understanding that doctors are trained in understanding the pathways of dysfunction. And there's more than one way to Facts. fix that. Oh, my God. But, yes. But what they're doing now is just saying, no, there's only one thing that all doctors do for X, Y and Z. And, and if and, a doctor doesn't do that, exactly. even though we know like on a chemical level that different drugs interact along the same pathways. Yeah. Well, like Nate just mentioned, when he mentioned zinc, magnesium, vitamin D, whatever like that. Okay. Let's explore that. So basically we all know that magnesium and zinc taken a certain amounts per day fortify your immune system. Okay. Well, we also know in this country, what may be little known is that lab rats to 
um, block vitamin uptake that you high fructose corn syrup, which is a staple in American health. So if people are having issues with COVID, either taking zinc, vitamin D, you know, whatever like that, because it's taking high fructose corn syrup. So we know all of the things that could be inhibiting any recovery from COVID. We just don't want to talk about those things. But they don't tell. It's just the vaccine. Oh my God. When I tell you, even putting the uh, vaccine in, I use seven different ways to work around a vaccine just through poor health. Yes. You can create yes. more attachment sites. You can um, create more easier ways for a spike protein to attach. Literally, like it, it's ridiculous that poor health can literally make the back, they can render the vaccine like useless. So why are we not talking about that? But well, again, I mean, and I think the reason we're not talking about that is because it's impolitic to point out to people that they actually have some agency in their lives over what the fuck happens to them. Yes. You know, I mean, it's it's not. OK, so here's I'll go ahead and, and now I'll I'll uh, I'll cancel myself here. It really <laughs> seems to me it really seems to me that the this sort of final dream of progressivism is really they're really figuring out like now is the moment for them to push forward because what it is ultimately is the idea that like you're going to have some really smart people in charge they're going to make all the decisions for you you're not going to have to work that hard you're not going to have to be uh responsible for yourself you're not going to have to make hard decisions you will be taken care of yes um just listen to us because we know better and um, the fucked up thing, man, is like I defer to experts in in almost in uh, in almost everything I do. I like I I tend to trust the experts. That's that's my that is my default. You know, I mean, I learned that from martial arts. You know, yeah. Um, so I'm not necessarily I'm not like opposed to that in principle, but like you have to have the consent of the governed and you have to have transparency about that's what you're do that, that that is what you're doing and this idea of like because it's engineering right if you if you go to people and you tell them you have to make better choices in your own life we're not going to force you to we're not going to ban soda or something like that but maybe you should drink less of it because it's fucking your shit up that flies in the face of the basic idea of like the sort of progressive utopia um, fantasy land where you've got you've got the panel of experts and they have figured it out for you. And if you just if you just do what they say and you let them make all the rules, life will be perfect. But Fauci sucks at like a lot of things. I'm sure he sucks at golf. I'm sure he sucked at sports, like younger person sports. He sucked at oh, AIDS. No, but, yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's mad. I don't even want to get to that. He sucked at what? Like AIDS. AIDS. Well, when you were talking about why you should have gotten canceled over the masks, I was thinking, well, he should have stepped AIDS. down when he let it let, you know, it be a, a, a the gay virus and then it was the black virus. And it was yep. like, these motherfuckers knew the chemists knew that it wasn't that, but but he didn't. You didn't see public health. I don't even know about this. What, oh what man, was messaging. I'll, I'll send it was you. A, a it was a lack of messaging. Like, is what the problem I, was. 
here's what it comes down to. And when I found out his link later on, about a couple months ago, about the AIDS pandemic, um, that one hit me hard. And I'm going to tell you why. So when I grew up in Chicago, grew up um, what's not a Lakeview area. Um, it's maybe I was on like with with a, with a big main red line train. There. I was probably like a block west of that, but I was two blocks away. What became the center of Boys Town. Mm-hmm. So my mom basically, I mean, I had everything from like gay couples to like I'm trying yeah, to boy, Boys Town and, is where, like, if if you're gay and you want to go meet other other people who are like minded, that's where you head in Chicago. It's a big neighborhood. Well, yeah, yeah, for people who don't know, that's the yeah. that's the hookup. Yeah, that, that that's the hookup scene. So like, I I knew a lot of people, especially in that area, and like you know, again, one of the safest places people of LGBTQ could work and live and function or whatever like that so those people a lot of them became my friends my family something from you know me being a, from a single black mom they took very good care made sure that you know, my mom was working her double job that you know we were in the house on time whatever like that so to watch some of them get beat to watch um some of them die to watch people you know i was to see people get spit on because all because of misinformation from him and then we did the AZT. About AIDS. AZ, AZ took, AZT took so many fucking lives because he made a piss poor judgment. And back Trump was always it. AZT was the drug the they treatment. used. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one that was basically just killing you from the inside. It was a bad and drug. Back, Imagine that. It was a, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Patrick, and they're attacking people and calling it a pandemic of the unvaccinated because people are cautious about what what Fauci says is a foolproof. I drug. mean, yes, like this is the thing. That, like, and yo, I got vaccinated. My wife got vaccinated. Is, has has anyone mentioned AZ? Like, have you like you don't see that in the media? You don't see. Dude. You don't see that any whole, experts talking thing. about it in respect no, wait, to no, no, hit, in his career. Hit me, hit me with this because I remember when I was he in brings it up. School. You know what I mean? It's like, I remember when I was in middle school hearing about yeah. AZT because in San Francisco there was a you know there were yeah there were teachers about the AIDS epidemic and how it was killing yeah. people and like you know what these treatments were or whatever. I remember learning about AZT. So this was a treatment that was developed. You guys, you guys are going to have to break me off on this. This was treatment that was developed, and yeah. eventually they realized it was one of these situations where the cure is far worse than the disease. Is that no that- question? It, it, it would basically be like being able to give, give somebody chemo, and it, it would just poison you from the inside. It would just poison your system. Period. Though. So I'm assuming, just like with chemo, it was I want to poison the virus to save the person. Right. But you ever see the old adage of like the goldfish in the bowl? One right. is the fish is sick. We give it medicine. The other one is I'm gonna bomb out the whole bowl. Right. The fish dies in the process. And look what AZT was. Bactrim was more effective because it was a little bit. It was just basically about keeping the system as clean as possible so they could live with and healthier. The, yeah. Correct. But AZT was flat out fucking poison, bro. And it, just... when it makes you wonder <sighs> when nowadays people can contract HIV and. And live a very robust, healthy life. And of course, now they have that prophylactic where, you, you, yeah, which is cool. But people were. Yeah, but it's fucking dudes up because now they're getting like chlamydia and shit. Well, there you go. They're not using protection anymore. Prior to that, people weren't dying anymore either, you know? It, yes. And, and so much of the cocktail and, and the lifestyle was, was about boosting the immune system and right. Period. strong, not just killing people who were already 
experiencing immunosuppressive disease. But that's what I was talking about earlier. The idea is we're not going to talk about things that you can do and choices you can make yourself or not make, right? Same thing with the vaccine. Yeah. The message on the vaccine at this point seems to be it's your duty to get vaccinated or you're a bad citizen and you don't care about other people. And I don't fucking get it because I'm like, like, the vaccine either fucking works or it doesn't. Correct. It protects you from the worst. If if it offers you robust protection from hospitalization or death and you, and you want to get it and you get it, you're good. Who gives a fuck if the dude next to you on the bus is or isn't vaccinated. I don't give a shit anymore. Now, and this is the thing. I remember Patrick and I talking about this. Yeah. Does the vaccine attenuate the replication of the virus sufficiently to make you like less likely to spread it, or does it not? Because if it doesn't, okay, that's one thing. But then why are you saying people need to get vaccinated to protect other people? And if it does then why are you saying if you're vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask? Like it's really starting to, it really is starting to look more and more every day. I'm like, this is just about, you have the solution and everyone must get on board with it uh, or they're going to be cast into the outer darkness, whether or not it's actually necessary from an objective standpoint. And again, I'm vaccinated. I got vaccinated, like, you know, I did it and I did it because I thought it was my responsibility to get the, to get the vaccine so I wouldn't get COVID, so I couldn't spread it, so I couldn't give it to my parents or other people, random motherfuckers that I interact with. And then I found out, it was like, it was like they were saying, well, even if you got the vaccine, you can still spread it. So wear a mask and do this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck? I bet you between one fifth and one third of people in reality are exactly what you're describing and are kind of in retrospect not 100 percent. like i wouldn't have gotten it but but definitely like what what the fuck was there even a point in this i definitely yeah kind of wouldn't have had as much uh many people probably wouldn't have felt as much excitement about doing it well here's the whole thing i i think that and that's what's interesting that's what actually me and nate talked about i think that's what really prompted him to mention um the podcast was I find it interesting, fucking Democratic Party, and them attempting, especially to a black person, social contracts. Are you fucking kidding me? That is the biggest slap in the face to me ever. That we need to uphold the social contract to each other. And I'm literally the descendant of people you broke broken social contracts with all the fucking time. And there have actually been some legit consequences for that. So to try to push that on people is ridiculous. I am sorry, but if, like, if influenza is part of the human genome, i.e. viruses are there to provide a microscopic RNA rewrite to our DNA to keep us on this planet and viral shedding is part of that. Why all of a sudden you guys trying to tell me you're trying to basically stop viral shedding? Like, okay, I don't understand the thought process behind that or why you would something that's fucking crazy because it doesn't make any sense. That's why most people, even the whole idea of asymptomatic spread just made no sense. It's like, yeah, like asymptomatic people, normally viral shedding is very obvious. If well, I'm sneezing, coughing, running nose, it yeah. is obvious that I'm viral shedding. Well, it's not the asymptomatic. Usually you're not. And this it's is like, another yeah, one of those. Medicine. No, yeah, you're right. This is another one of those things that like we're finding out every now and then one of these findings comes out and it's kind of like, 
I don't want to say swept under the rug, but like I'm like I'm like, yo, this is crazy, and everyone's like, I didn't hear about that, and like no one's talking about it. But basically, asymptomatic spread accounts for like five percent of all the fucking infections. Of course, thank like, you. It's just not a real driver. No, um, the real story of COVID is really simple. There's a household. Some motherfucker goes out and gets COVID, usually from sustained close contact with some other symptomatic person at work yes. or somewhere else. They bring it home and everyone in their house gets it. Yes. That's that's what COVID really was. It was not and it's funny it's no, and like, like, last, last dude walking down the street past an old lady without his mask <laughs> on and breathing on her. Like that didn't happen. No, no, not at all. And that's what irritates me. It's kind of like you're basically telling me that like, you know, I, it magically just went across and jumped on somebody else. Okay, but that was even the issue I had with the mask. And I said that from day one. She basically told me this mask will stop me from catching and spreading COVID. Okay, so clearly we know that it can move right through the mask. But basically, if I don't walk, if Nate has the mask on, I go and just hop one right on Nate, then yeah. it'll protect him. No but problem. Any, exactly, but any other time, this mask doesn't do shit. Yeah. Like, okay, and even then, and that's, if you have continued, right, read that defrontation for Fauci about Spanish flu. He knows I'm a big, no, and he's a big, I've never reached it like that. But he talked about the cotton mask and how many more bacterial and viral infections they had from increased viral loads sitting right at their air passages. Yeah. It was causing more problems. Yeah. Like, and my kid has to wear one all fucking day at school now. And I'm like, again, here's the thing though, guys. Like, I don't like to talk about it because no. I'm a 42 year old white dude with a beard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's real easy for motherfuckers to look at me and be like, I've got you figured out. You voted for Trump. You fucking, you know, you're like, I'm just saying from like a purely objective standpoint, it's like, why the fuck are you making my six-year-old wear a goddamn sweaty, funky, wet, disgusting cotton mask all day in a school? Like, what is the data that supports this? Have there been any studies that actually show us that this like stops the spread of COVID? Like, it keeps the kids. <laughs> the- all like- of the all of the studies show that COVID is so statistically harmless to kids, and I'm not right. saying that it doesn't harm some kids. Yeah. I'm saying the studies are so show that they're so statistically harmless that studying the effect of masks on children who actually are harmed by it would be like like not not enough numbers for it to really give you real conclusive data and you hit it right on the head patrick yeah that's what irritates me is never have i experienced a, a scientific gathering of data where the outliers became the driver like right. that makes no sense Great you're using point. outliers Great to, point. to drive your point home and that's nonsense you and i both know number one kids have thalamuses they're literally nothing but petri just taking all the data that they need so even the whole idea of over the kids environments is just utterly ridiculous yeah they're building but the second their thing is, systems as exactly and i'm glad yeah, that joe good. talked about it because i noticed they talk about the horse dewormer but not the other three conflicts they had unless you actually watched the podcast which we talked about the kids Dude, they said total 600 kids have died from it, and major and the majority of the ones that died had some other underlying conditions. They're already why they fucked killed. up. Yep. they were already fucked up. And, and are you and, fucking and kidding me? I want to be real careful here because this is the point at which someone will jump in and go, you know, like, well, you know, that's still those 600 kids, like, 
make it sound like we're dismissing those deaths is like they're not important like every like mm. the world is full of fucking tragedy sadness misery suffering it's a fallen world like no one is denying that and it's awful that these children died yes but what i like this is this is insane to suggest that like i mean how many children die in fucking falling in a pool like every year you know like it, it's and again this is why i keep coming back to this thing and i'm like i can't believe i'm becoming this dude but i think i am becoming this dude i'm like this is a fucking power move that's that's correct this is this is about this is setting the stage for this idea that started all the way back with fucking woodrow wilson which is like the state is going to fucking figure it out for you if you just do what we say everything will be okay. We'll send you money. You'll have a place to live. You'll have a job. We'll tell you what to do. Um, you don't need to make your own decisions. And if you do, you're going to be, you know, castigated and, 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 you know, thrown out of polite society. I'm like, fuck, man, like this is just really starting to look like that. I want well, to, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I find it interesting that like, and I'm a huge video file. So like I look at like Logan Run, Mega Man, Solid Green, you know, even reading doing a Fair High 450 when they talked about all this shit. Because I feel like so many guys in sci-fi saw it going to writing on the wall with public policy. And, you know, it's I just think that people just, you know, it's but that's what's so interesting when they get to the whole conversation about, you know, schools, both schools now become indoctrination camps so that people don't see these things anymore. But I agree with you, Nate. It's like, I'm noticing some key points coming up. Number one is social contracts. Number two is the separate but equal. Um, mm-hmm. Number three is, I think another big fighting point is critical race theory. Another, my last one I think is um, this um, death, being uncomfortable with death again. Yes. When death is a natural part of life. I'm noticing those things. Early on in the pandemic, I remember Patrick, we were texting and you were like, where did we get this idea that nobody can die? Like, where? Did, how did we arrive at this point where we're just like, zero deaths is the only acceptable number? <laughs> like, we literally left the Spanish flu behind after three years and just lived with it. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out what this whole notion of one mass vaccination, that's just right, Why can't we do nonsense. that again? Why but two is, well, the fact that Singapore... UK and a bunch of Scandinavian countries have because that was the solution last time. The human genome adapt. H1N3 is the Spanish flu, which is still a strand of coronavirus that still pops up from time to time. We absolutely, the human genome adapts. It persists. Hell, we persist. We're like fucking roaches to this planet at this point in time. Clearly, we're going to move forward. But I just think, well, you know, again, I might get the Darwinism conversation. People may hate me for whatever like that. But, and, you know, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of what modern medicine and modernization has done. But let's keep it a buck. Their motherfuckers have, we've been out in the woods with wild animals. There's a chunk of motherfuckers that have been dead a long time ago, but they wouldn't be able to hold their own. I'm sorry. Like modern society has allowed certain DNA to persist that would have never persisted. Oh, you get something. That's, I, yo, that's an uncomfortable thing to say, but man. You're damn right. Um, well, well, think about it. I'm coming from a people. I want you to really think about because I'm talking to you two gentlemen. This is like something that came very evident to me when I went to the African American History Museum in dc i have literally come from a bunch of people who were literally like these masterful architects they went in were sold to european traders we were then tacked onto the bottom of a boat in prone positions and sailed across 
barely eating. So a bunch of us are tossed over there. So what you got was the best of our DNA yeah. that got here and they continue to breathe the best of the DNA to whatever like yeah. that. So yeah, I'm a shining fucking example of Darwinism to be yeah. that person. So guess what? I'm a little fucking comfortable with that. And I'm sorry, but like, and yeah. it goes back to the concept you guys had about masculine men and that whole situation, like we are just accepting fucking anything. And I'm watching the fucking world crumble because we just are accepting motherfuckers in any state and shit. I, I'm, I'm over at this point in time. I, I just am like, I'm almost like, man, throw a bunch of fucking weapons in the pit and the best motherfuckers come out. And that's who the fuck we got to leave side. I told somebody the other day, they got pissed off at me when I was like, I'm, I'm old school, protect, profess, provide. That yeah. is when I'm the most masculine and that's when I'm at my best. Yeah. And more men need to be that again because we are fucking falling apart because men don't want to leave. They want to like, nah, fuck that. Like hate me for making a decision that's going to push the rest of the pack forward. That's okay. I'm cool. I'm not here to be your fucking friend. I want to I want to change yeah. the the subject matter just a little yeah. bit, but it's all related. Yeah, that was. I just want to say though, that was some real shit. Like, we're gonna lean into that was some really real. We're, shit. we're gonna we're gonna lean into the direction that he just went yeah. because I uh, I want to leave COVID behind a little bit and yeah, and go towards that. But uh, yeah. to kind of to kind of bring it full circle from what you guys were just talking about. Nathan, you were saying how it became, how it's strange that it's gotten um, not okay to talk about certain information. And I think it's, mm. I think it's funny when we're talking about archetypes that like the, you guys know, like the New York liberal Jew archetype, sure. like, yeah. Yeah. you know, really well educated, probably a lawyer or a banker, uh, very, very liberal, very Democrat, um, lives in New York and New Jersey. Right. Well, it's, it's funny to me that the liberal side has become the one that's most into ignoring certain studies because you'd think that you show the liberals a bunch of New York Jews, like all these things coming out of Israel and they'd be like, oh, this is, we need to look at that. But it seems like everything that comes out of Israel gets ignored, which makes uh... me wonder how they, they've done this about face and, and somebody brings up a, a study from Israel and some liberal on the other side that's not Jewish is like, you can't trust the Jews. And they're like, yeah, you're right, I guess. And they just move on. And something that you were saying made me think of how years ago, Henry Anslinger started creating the beginning of the war on drugs uh, with marijuana prohibition. And would use examples that made no actual sense like he right they would say you smoke marijuana and like the problem one of the problems with marijuana is that black men smoke it and then they attack white women that was and you know what's so funny about that that's one Real of those that like yeah people think that's people think that's like a, um you know like an they're like, oh, like, you know, ha, 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 that's great. That was actually like a, that was actually real, a thing. totally a real, real 1937, event, like on TV, <laughs> like in Congress, the whole deal. Yeah. And, and off of that kind of propaganda that never happened ever in the history ever. of real life, they managed to get marijuana illegal yeah. and fast forward some years down the road and you've got Nixon and the war on drugs beginning, you know, ultimately being hammered home with Reagan. And what you have is a war that causes mass incarceration of disproportionately 
African Americans based off of information that is inaccurate to say the least, but also has these trappings of what you were describing, Nathan, of the listen to us, we're going to tell you which drugs are bad for your body. And we're going to also tell you which ones are good, right? Yep. Because what did we see in the 90s after the aftermath of this, we start seeing the opioid epidemic emerge, Ooh, right? Yes, I believe it's 1992, you start seeing the biggest opioids start coming to market because they were allowed to be now used for pain purposes. Right. And the lobbyists come in. And now all of a sudden, we have a, another pandemic of people addicted to pharmaceutical heroin who were told, let's trust the government, trust the doctors, trust the science. Right. And somehow all of these doctors and all of this science decided at some point to prescribe all of these people who didn't read the shit in the first place, <laughs> heroin. After spending trillions of our tax dollars to fight in other countries, to prevent from getting into here, heroin and where does it really show up in black neighborhoods you know but to quote shine black people don't own any ports or boats you know in the 80s how is all this crack fucking getting into the getting into the hood right you know it's not it wasn't just somebody driving up like 95 from virginia in their toyota tercel to bring it to brooklyn like that's not that's not how it works. But all of a sudden, white people are having this kind of happen to them where there's this division being created. And they're like, how is it that we're getting misinformation and people are misquoting studies and trying to tell us what we should be doing with our future and to trust the science? And I have to imagine on some level as a black man, you're like, this is hard for you to imagine. <laughs> It's all like Patrick. It's always funny to me because you know I, I call myself. I think I said this today. I call myself the spook. The spook that sat by. Now the door I'm gonna be right back, y'all. I'm gonna be right back. Sure. No worries, man. I just call myself the spook that sat by the door because there comes a point in time, honestly, Patrick, where like as a as a black male, an educated black male, this country, we just start fucking just understanding no too much to the sure. point where like it almost becomes comical. Sure. To see the shit that they have dumped on us and like you just put it so eloquently everything you just talked about like i said the, the crack cocaine air and you know crack in the hood and opioid epidemic but it's funny because they talk about us when the biggest drug dealers in america are white, are, are white people especially yes. white males like all y'all do is sell drugs to each other and then but the beautiful thing is because the black scapegoat is a, a thing or a thing that's accepted and you can always, when the heat comes or it's about to come on, you can slide it over here. Right. You can slide it over there. And it's just funny because, again, we're talking about Moderna, Pfizer, you know, AstraZeneca. These are all, like, these guys have so many goddamn pending lawsuits. Just over, these cracker-ass you know, companies, too. Exactly. All, the, all, Scandinavian all these pharmacology-related issues. Yeah. Exactly. But nobody pays attention to that. They All of a sudden, all of a sudden you just want to, save the world huh i'm just gonna come up with something to well, save the world I, i'm i'm really <laughs> like, interested really? in in your take on on the whole black lives matter thing i grew up living all over the country and yeah. i live in stockton now and i've lived on the east coast i've lived all over the country lived in chicago and yeah i have lived in many multicultural middle and or lower class areas and a couple of upper class ones but um where it, there was 
you know, it was multicultural. And also we all were understanding that racism exists. And at well, one definitely. point, at one point in my life, I found myself living in Virginia, mm-hmm. which was the most racist place that I had ever been. And I lived in Florida also, but I lived in Virginia I, yeah. and, um, the part of Virginia I lived in was mostly white and black people. And it was the first place that I ever lived where white people would say white people who often had like a Confederate flag on the back of their, their pickup truck, but they would say racism isn't real. And in my mind, as someone who can deny it, you know, I, I looked the part, but had, had grown up with, many different experiences and after I left Virginia have seen nothing but different experiences than that. I just find that so ironic because it's like racism so real. And, and it remind these, these racism deniers who were like the most racist people kind of remind me of these, these people who were like attacking people, calling people anti-vaxxers and the unvaccinated thing. But all of a sudden in the middle of this, we had black lives matter pop up. And it seemed to become politicized and it seemed to get mm-hmm. taken away from black people. And yes. it also seems to be God knows where now. So I'd really be interested if you'd talk about that a little bit. It's in, I, I, I appreciate you asking about it. It's interesting for me, this whole thing. Like I get the spirit of it. I get where it really should have really focused on. And then I get, but lastly, People like, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey, like uh, Mar- um, Malcolm X mentioned about white saviorism and, and them stepping in and taking over, hijacking the movement. But clearly that's what happened. That's why you can't find it anymore. They literally just derailing whenever they want to. So throwing that to the side. What I have Those learned. Fuckers. <laughs> what I have learned that is probably the most important thing that we keep missing with this bullshit cycle of racism, marching, hurrah, everybody jumping in there. I just think that everybody should be equal or whatever like that. You know, again, the indoctrination camps, which is basically what we're at this point in time, is the elephant in the wall that you won't want to talk about, and it is the thing that I think, well, from what I understand, Lincoln got knocked off for was economic inclusion. Mm-hmm. We had to be factored into decisions for this country. And they knew that 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 right there was where they drew the line, because that was like okay, it actually so, it actually like crafting policy, like economic yes, policy. Like, okay. Yes. So part of what didn't get from what I'm understand when I was in African American Museum, part of what Lincoln was doing through reconciliation was making sure that it was written into the laws when they freed us, the Emancipation Proclamation was economic inclusion. Like we had, they they had to factor us in and they'd have to be presented that made sure that we would be part of the progression of America. So the white guys couldn't just basically write laws that even though black people were allowed to participate in the economy, they really couldn't. Right. Big facts, redlining, black surveillance, black code, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's it's fucking crafty is what it is it's it's it was fucking brilliant and in like, some sense is, in some sense it, like the democrat it seems like the solution has basically been we're not going to actually let you participate in this on your own terms what we'll do is we'll siphon off some of the um 
some of the productivity of the economy, we'll get it to you. The government will get you. We we'll get we'll we'll get it to you rather than you getting it yourself. Uh, has been basically the you know the approach is like we're not going to actually figure out ways to build up um, black communities and you know black entrepreneur black entrepreneurs and 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 actually put you in a position where you can create wealth for yourself. We the we the state will redistribute the wealth on your behalf basically. And what we'll really do is give you just enough to keep you like, you know, you're alive and you can vote for us. Like, that's about it. You know, like. You basically have to describe the Democratic Party since Clinton. That's literally what they do. And anytime we have used the system that was created by white counterparts in our own capacity and we started thriving, what happened? It got eradicated. Right. I.e. Black Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, they I mean, know straight, the up, straight thing, up eradicated bombed. People don't know that correct. shit. No, like, they literally up bombs on that bitch exactly. And what irritates me is, again, I was like, I was talking to somebody about it today. There's a couple interesting things in regards to that, and anybody who has half a brain so understands like black contribution to this country. I talk about this black bodies, black ingenuity was literally what this country was physically built on from the roads to dc to skyscrapers they was using us like a motherfucker and then they love to paint the narrative that they were lazy as shit okay fine i'll bite but why is it that you're going so out of your way to bury any accomplishments that the way we have made like why are you not keen to reparations and that's a whole different subject whatever like that why is it that like again you've done so many other things for other races of people to write the the cart but you don't with us i just don't understand well, it i'm not saying at this point in time that we need it done well no but, but i know why i'll tell yeah. you why i'll tell yeah. you why that shit gets buried i'll tell you why it gets in is because yeah. if you via the public school system via the sort of general yeah. public narrative via the via, if you keep black people, I remember Q, my my my, my friend Q that I trained jujitsu with, talking about this, and yeah. every, his the whole story of black people in America and what it meant to be black. Basically, what he learned was a victim, right? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Like, there's been a lot of fucking victimization. There's been it's pretty much just been like all injustice from the jump. But his point was. When you tell people that children, when that's the story they learn about themselves, and that's the only story they learn, what they also learn is that they have to be protected, they have to be saved, and they have to be taken care of. And you know what you're just saying, like why why are all these contributions being buried and not talked about? Because if you promote the narrative, basically you know the white savior narrative like you need the fucking enlightened white liberals to come in and fucking uh write this ship for you because you know um those other racist whites are, are just going to keep holding you down and the problem is that the race the other racist whites were literally fucking doing that so it's not like it's an easy story to buy you know what i'm saying yeah. but like that seems to me like to be the narrative that's sold is the only way forward is for you to let us um, take control 
and 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 you know and and right these historical wrongs. And there's a lot yeah, of historical well, and there's a lot of historical wrongs that need to be righted, but I just don't yeah. like I don't I don't really trust their motivation, first of all. And like I don't well, know it's funny that part, do. that that part about allowing them to write the wrongs, what is in, in the sense Malcolm X talked about that that shit is never gonna work. Right. And as I've gotten older, I agree it doesn't. Um bear with me when I say this, when I when I when I when we explore this. I think understanding how America works and understand how other communities have worked. I think the key, <laughs> shit, we talked about with their press, separate but equal. Like, mm. I know it sounds crazy, mm. but unless you just let the raw talent that is my people go and do their own thing and that mm. has shit to do with it, mm. I don't think we ever get to the point where we can come to the table and have a real conversation. I mean, Because you're always going to hold yeah. shit over that. And I've noticed this. I even noticed it with especially uh, some people I, like the, the the Jewish or see the Orthodox Jewish community they built they shit right smack dab in the middle of shit mm. and nobody bats an eye at that mm. but uh, shit, we buy two houses in a neighborhood all of a sudden the property value fucking goes down right. like really right okay right so and your neighborhood I, I that, your neighborhood starts getting too good and and they come in and gent, gentrify it oh Get absolutely out. and I Absolutely. And I just think that that's the key at this point in time. I feel like it, it's, it, it can't be us trying to get a seat at the table anymore. I just think it has to be a us building table. our own table. It has to be a new table. We have to build our own table. And so, it's, and it's it, no no And is that on paper like, or is that geographic too? Like, does Atlanta become like the black New York City? No, it's... <sighs> Atlanta ain't gonna fucking work. See, here's, here, here's another big issue. Miami, let's do this. <laughs> Here's the big issue, and I've been realizing this as well, too. And Atlanta is a prime example that Houston as well, too, is we as Black people need to stop letting motherfuckers dictate how we are shown. Shown? That's our, yeah, represented, shown. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that this ain't working. Like, even I think about the APPI bill and whatever like that, there's a certain line that Asian people won't cross. And then it all resulted in them when there was, you know, crime against them getting the bill passed like that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm going back to the little baby situation. So again, with all hip hop, you know, Nate, we can blow each other. Mass shootings, mm. money, 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 money. Yeah, and Black then you, and they'll money, have you performing money, money, on the money, Super money, Bowl money. for that. Yeah, exactly. Talk, you know, make a comment about gay people, man, cancel the motherfuckers. Mm. So there's a couple things going on with that. Number one is we're just allowing our images to be used in whatever capacity. So unless we start letting motherfuckers know it's shit not cool, and if you say something about me or black women, I'm gonna bust you upside your head. Mm. It ain't gonna change because what we all know sitting here at this table right now is shows of force have made progress in America. America is founded on shows of force. Mm. I hate that people don't want to talk about the elephant in the room. It is what it is. Yeah, you eradicated the people to take this land. That yeah. just I, I just hate the fact that people want to like you know, and I think that's our gift and our curse is we can, we have been convinced to turn the other cheek and to be peaceful, but that has always been the ploy. And long as we keep letting them not know that they're powerful, especially collectively, we're gonna be okay. Cause this they realize, like the Panthers did when they walked Marsh to Oakland, that if you take up guns and let you motherfuckers know we're gonna bust your head if you fuck with us again, mm-hmm. ain't shit gonna get done. I hate to say it's the money or power in America. It, it is what it is. 
Well, and it's not just America. It's, it's that's planet Earth, man. I that's mean, planet that's Earth, like, man. That's the human that's condition. Planet, that's the human remember, condition. Yep. You guys are both seen menace to society, right? It's a good yeah. flick. So, um, is that John Singletary? Singleton? Yeah. Yes. John Singletary, rest in peace. There's a scene in that movie, and this was like basically what I understood growing up. Every black person I knew, whether whether it was in the neighborhood that I lived in or the school I went to, um, there was a speech in that scene. It was I wish I could remember the fucking dude's name. Um, he's one of those. He's one of those like bold. He's like you know there was like a like three or four like uh, black male actors that were like everyone's black dad like in the nineties. Like what the fuck was yeah. the dude's name? You know what I'm talking. He was the one in Menace to Society. I can't remember what his he was a really good actor too. Um, he was on a he was on a sitcom as well. But anyway, he basically has, the story, and I'll look it up. He has the scene where he's in the he's in the classroom with the, with the two with the, the two youngsters, and he's basically saying the, the gist of his speech to them is shit's fucked up. It's not fair. It's harder for you than everyone else, and no one is going to come help you. No one is coming. You can only do this yourself. That's not right. That's not how it should be. Who is it? Don't have it yet. I, I think it's Dutton or D- Dunst, Dutton, Dunstan, something like that. Anyway, and he's like, no one, you know, basically he's like, no one ever said that being a, a black man in America is easy. Um, but you have to basically, but what I'm getting at is it basically, and this ties into something like, I remember, I remember like when I was growing up and I would go over to my friend's houses who were black, I remember like, their fucking family structure was like so much more like traditional and conser- like their houses. Loving. Like, well, just the kids were fucking polite. You like, they listened to their parents. Like shit was like, the house was very, uh, there were these very like sort of middle-class, almost bourgeoisie values. Like these just, and I remember like contrasting that with like some of my white friends and like the kids were like wild as fuck and like fucked around. Like, Anyway, the, the point I'm getting at is there was a sense it was like, obviously white people are not going to fucking come save us. We have to do it ourselves. Um, and that means, you know, that means a lot. I mean, it means everything you were just talking about. Um, the problem with that, though, is that like, I feel like that's the thing that can be weaponized once white people get a hold of it. Because then white people will just turn it into like, well, my hands are clean. Uh, you know, you just have to make better choices and develop a yeah. better culture and be more like us, well, basically. You know, like so I of course, but but clearly, like what you're saying is is like like, yeah, why are you fucking like why would you ever expect motherfuckers to have power to re- who have power to relinquish it willingly? Boom. Like, that's not that's real- it right there. Yes, that's not realistic. They just—I tell all the time. They're, nobody's going to bargain with you at the table if you don't have a you don't have, you don't have a hand. You, you don't have a hand. So why are we why what are we negotiating about? And that's what irritates me about black people. It's like okay, you just asking them to break off a piece of their wealth or break off a piece of the equity, but we don't have shit. Right. Like I promise you, I'm just thinking about this. I, I, that's how they're thinking about it. Well, you don't have anything, so why would I work with you? And right. that 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 can't be anymore, which is why I said we gotta go build our own table, own this, whatever like that. Now come holler at us because I mean, think about the amount of black people, content, athletes, whatever like that. Shit, we got the bag. Yeah. Yeah. They make it they make the it in, the entire music industry. 
entire music industry, sports, everything like that. Even, like, even shit, like, I look at, like, when I go to, like, Black neighborhoods, I'm always fascinated by, like, the amount of just local, like, um, community-based market solutions to, like, demand, like, on the ground. Like, these, these, like, you know, like, local businesses that are, like, meeting unique community demands, which, by the way, all that fucking lockdown shit disproportionately fucked with. Wipes so I'm just going to throw that out. Of wow, course, the but think about able it. To stay open as essential. Exactly. Well, think about it. I mean, it's even right now we're talking about like mass back. You know, you know, mass jab. This going to supposedly affect us. Period. Right. But so it's now you're be, now you're being blocked out of restaurants again. They said it's twenty nine percent of New York, a black of the, of the black uh, community is vaccinated in New York. So, and then let's take it a step further. Um, they knew we were going to die. They. Just pure data would have shown we were going to die more than anybody else. Your FDA bullshit food pyramid kills us. I was going to say the, di- the diabetes, the diabetes, the blood pressure. sugar, the high fructose corn syrup, the food deserts. <laughs> On the fact, mo- in, in, in measurement, like in festive meat, liquor um, stores York, accepting EBT cards. There you go. New York um, and Chicago, especially, we don't get access to um, UVB most of the year. So even if the, the vitamin D not coming in, all of that was yeah. going to affect us dying disproportionately. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, this is what I'm saying, bro. It's I can't take this shit serious because y'all just playing fucking games. Like, this ain't, this has nothing to do with health. It's not You're not here to help anybody. Like, I, I just can't buy that because yeah, when we haven't had real conversations until you know who this is personally affecting. And it's happened every single time. When you knew diabetes becoming an issue in America, you didn't come to talk to us. You knew high blood pressure coming an issue, you didn't come talk to us. So all of a sudden, after you didn't fucking tested on us since 1920, when it comes to fucking shots and medical procedures, now it's like, yeah, we why don't y'all cooperate? Right. Really, nigga? Yeah, really? right. Because right. It's, because it's your civic <laughs> responsibility. You need to participate in a social contract. Right. Everything's cool now. Right. No, that's a good point. It's going mean, to be different this time. <laughs> See what's that right there, Patrick? It's gonna be different. It's gonna be different this time. Come back, honey. Come back. It'll be different this time. What? What's your? What's your? I won't. I won't get drunk and punch you in your left eye again. Jesus, man. I mean, yeah, like it. What you're? It's funny though, Sean, because what you're kicking right now is really reminds me of what Jared was saying (laughs) um, early on in our conversation. Before I had to, I only got to be in that one for like half an hour. But like he was talking about the idea that basically liberalism. The whole idea of liberalism is the idea that like you can't like conflict must be eliminated, right? Like tension, tension must be eliminated, right? You cannot, you can't exist alongside um, that. Can't be a permanent feature of a polity. Like you have to that that it has to be flattened out. There has to be consensus, right? Yeah. And what you're saying is like, maybe we all need to stop fucking like pretending. Maybe we need to get comfortable with the fact that like, um, sh- like it, it, shit's not sweet and there's going to be some confrontation and there's going to be like, like you said, like motherfuckers are going to have to put themselves in a position where they can come to the table like and, and exert their make their demands heard in a way that actually has some sort of 
threat of force, some coercive element Correct. behind it. Correct. Rather than just yeah. like, you know, trying to lean on the better angels of, you know, like John Kerry's nature, like, like, oh, the poor, the poor black people, we must help raise them up. It's like, no, like, it's got to be more like we have something you need. And yeah. we're not satisfied, like, we're not happy with the way we've been, you know, like, and now you're going to fucking pay us. There's something about liberalism that fundamentally is just like, oh, I don't like this. This is this is weird, exactly. awkward, you and, know. And it and it goes back to the age-old concept: it better to be feared or loved. Right. What I've learned, I've gotten older. The fear is working a little bit better within my existence. And what I mean by that, we, me and my girlfriend, have a very interesting relationship because she's like, she was like the little small white girl, and I'm the very large black man. And her and I have learned to work the system. Mm. In certain situations, her running the care and shit works. Yeah. Other times, I got to set my black ass up to elicit a response. Right. So guess what we're? Her coming off as compassionate, empathetic, and loving, which is funny because you really know not that person, works very well. <laughs> but if they fear my ass walking up to the door, then I get a better response. I love it just that. is what yeah. it is. It, 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 and that's okay. The biggest thing is, again, it's it's... Like we talked about, I'm, I'm not going to adhere to your system anymore and be the whole green mile, oh, yes, balls, you know, they'll break me off a piece. Now, fuck that. Nate knows he very well. I'm going to kick the fucking front seat and take the yeah. knee because I'm going to protect mine. Right. Damn that, bro. Like, this, it's just, it's, I'm not, I've, I've watched too many great black men get taken down with that shit. I've seen the black family structure crumble with that shit. Let's not forget the Monaghan report. Oh yeah, the great society. Oh, if you guys work with us and take the money and you know change the family structure, we're gonna be okay. Now watching a bunch of young dead black male bodies in the fucking street because you convinced our women that them running the household fucking works. Oh, I'm sorry. They don't need a man. Latin, Asian. Right. What other fucking? What other cultural does the same shit? They don't. Right. Which indicates to me you're purposely throwing. Like you're basically crossing me over with no fucking shoes on to break my ankles every step of the way. You're doing it on purpose and, at this point in time. And that's what to damn, me, that's what liberalism does. Damn, Democratic do. You're so purposely doing, doing it on shit purpose. Something keep, you're doing I've this heard, shit on purpose. And would you you could tell me if this is true, but I've heard that in a lot of black communities, the women have been raised to be that way to such an extreme degree that black men a lot of times get treated better by women of other races it like almost encourages them to date outside of their race yes here's what gets really interesting because you really look at it the anatomy of it at the rate we are going they're going to successfully eradicate black people almost to nothingness by basically just the enemy just killing us from within they're not going to like it's like brilliant engineering it is brilliant. Engineering. It's like brilliant it, when you let it, but when it, you zoom out. It goes back to the fucking ISIS papers, ISIS uh, papers, and like, and this concepts bred from that. They know what the fuck they're doing. You spread right. our family structure so much that we didn't want to fucking deal with us. So instead of having to worry about them breeding more and more black people who really, really just sit on top of the food chain, just, just keep dispersing their DNA so they, just, they just eradicate themselves. Exactly. So, Lashawn, I want to make sure. I'm sorry. That I want to make sure I'm Sad. getting this real, um, real like clear for people who are listening because the way you were, I understood what you were saying, but the way, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, not sure I, everyone else would, I just but 
No, 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 not at all, Patrick. I, I meant like the point he was making. I forget was, there's oh, a bunch of crackers out there that don't know anything. But, but what Sean <laughs> was essentially saying, and I want to make sure I got this right, is that there's been policies put in place that, but under the guise of helping, right? Under the yeah. guise of basically saying we're going to assist you, like we're going to have. What they have really done is undermine the incentives that need to be in place for basically a two-parent household like healthy family men, structure from from for for a, you know for men to uh for a woman to marry a man and then they have kids and like whatever you know the man raises kids and has a job and you know whatever um and that is not an accident no think about it to undermine yes, the black families specifically it is easier to control us when we're separated i want you to think about this and this is because at this point in time, I'm very convinced from like listening to like Red Pill, Men of Spirit content that the absolutely the black woman has been weaponized against the black man. No question. And there's marketing because to demonize they, the black man. They are disproportionately democratic and will go along with anything that their white counterparts tell them. Damn. They really are. But I want you to think about it. Like, I think uh, Mike Rasheed said it best that, you know, he's a conservative libertarian and I have to agree with him on that one. Think about it. Black women, I'm a strong black man. I'm a strong black woman. I don't need no man. I'm this or whatever like that. What does my black ass want? I want the wife, the kids, the picket fence. Loyalty. I have a faith foundation, <laughs> whatever like that. Right. I understand that like without my without my rib, I'm at a disadvantage in this fucking country, right. on this planet. So right. I'm going to make sure my rib is taken care of so that she can, you know, keep hold me down so I can attack the world. Right. And that's how most men who get married understand that when they pick their mate. But you're telling my- Absolutely, 100%. Exactly, you're telling the the woman who's designed for me through nature that that's not how that shit works. Right. Why? That doesn't make any fucking sense. And I said to be out, she has to be out in the wilderness, has to be out in the wilderness and just, you know, whatever happens, happens. It'd be one thing if all the, if all the sort of like white liberals crafting these policies about like how we're gonna make it easier for like if they were fucking single parents if they were like uh i don't need a man i'm gonna raise my children alone and you know like but none of them do that they all get married they have husbands they have wives whatever it is you know like they follow the fucking script now i'm gonna go ahead and say this i am open to the idea to the hypothesis that that is not the only way for society to function but but because there have been matriarchal, there have been societies in which, um, in which, uh, what's 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 the word, patrilineal, in, in which um, paternity is not is not that important, but not many. Did any and, of them succeed? It, well, so that's the I, that is an open like I've been looking into, I've been trying to find a clear answer to that, and the short answer basically seems to be yes, but they end up getting. They typically, what ends up happening is they get um, subsumed by other cultures or societies, which are, which which, which right. have adopted that model. Because um, what one thing they're not uniquely adapted to deal with is conflict for territory or resources with 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 other cultures. Um, because the men in in non patrilineal uh, paternally paternal lineage based societies the men are just sort of like yeah they're literally they're just there for they don't they're not like they have no incentive to do shit beyond just fuck when they're called upon to fuck 
right? They're like they're like elephants, kind of. You know about how elephants roll? Like, yes. Basically, the male elephants, when their balls drop, they get kicked out, right? Yeah. And that's it. And male elephants just spend their lives wandering around alone, find trying to stay alive long enough to maybe yep. fuck. Like that's it. Yep. You know, they don't do shit. They're not trying to fight. They're not trying to defend anything like they don't need to protect they're not trying to protect the females or anything like that you know even on the on the most basic level like to protect their exclusive access to this female like i it sounds so shitty to put it in these terms but like why am i uniquely why am i so unique like i love my wife she's beautiful she's my best friend like all these other things but the reason i'm uniquely devoting my resources time and energy to her is because i know the babies that come out of her are mine (laughs) like sorry like that's it is what it is you know whether i'm aware of that or not like that's what's going on that's what's actually happening that's what's actually motivating me to get up at five in the morning and go wrestle with some fucking 24 year old you know so i can get paid um it's because like i'm pres- i'm passing on my fucking genetic code you know what i'm saying yes. and i know that i am because i have a commitment to this woman so anyway that's sorry. no you're right and i guess that's what and i guess that's what irritates me about this whole progressive liberal movement like that they just think that everything that new everything every way new way they want to see things is better and it's like no like I think you guys mentioned before in the podcast, men are like they at an all-time fucking level of disappointment. It's ridiculous because they, they, most of them don't have any fucking duty. Like they just, there's just no duty in their lives. There's just yes. no purpose. Like you said, they are those elephants running around, you know, fucking when they get an opportunity. Yeah. I think somebody said the other day that like you know at some point in time, if a man wasn't married back in like medieval times, he became the village idiot or he was the person that cleaned up slop. If right. he didn't serve a purpose. They right. found a purpose for him, but it wasn't going to be running around there procreating with women he wasn't married to. Right. Like, in fact, it, it, in fact, people don't even know this, but like there was actually, um, people tend to think of that time, you know, as like, oh, women, you know, were, were, and women did get in very big trouble, obviously, for like, you know, infidelity and things like that. But like, actually, from what I understand, like the rule was basically having sex with a woman you weren't married to was essentially considered rape. Um, like you, you had to like society there had to be broad uh, or societal like um, um, uh, what's what's the word uh, consecration that's that's the religious term for it but yeah basically like everyone had to like society at large had to like have it had to be understood that this was your wife you were responsible for her you were going to raise her kids you know and vice versa and then like okay cool but you couldn't just like run around doing whatever the fuck you wanted that was seen as you know exploitive and wrong and confusing well well, no and 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 i agree that's the that's the nature of what's going on right now is like you know there's no sense of duty and loyalty to each other like you said you have a you know i i go back to it and, and it really starts to make sense to me now um, some of the, you know, the days of feudalism and the fact that like, you know, socioeconomic, the socioeconomic ladder, if I was a man of means, I could have a wife and three of the side business, for lack of better terms, but right. I couldn't have side business I couldn't pay for. Right. The fact you literally have 15, 20% of men fucking a bunch of women and getting kids that they can't pay for they is insane for. to me. 
but you but wonder it, why you have these yeah go ahead. it's insane until you consider the fact that the women are getting paid by the state for those kids yeah and that's, well, I mean, and that's when what, you know, powerful. and it's funny because it goes back to lab rats the monetary report great society and paying black women to push men black men out of the house and to pay them for each one of these kids we were the fucking experiment you watched how it worked. And literally, if you're Damn. watching it right now, it's not fucking working. Damn. But there are literally women out there that think it's profound Yo. and cool and to be an independent bad bitch on the internet. Because they, We just talked about, for example, fucking the Kardashians. We literally <coughs> right. talked about Bingo. this shit. And like, the algorithms push them. Yes. Disproportionately, if you think about it. The algorithms push these notions that these things are good ideas. Well, another thing that I've noticed and read about the algorithms pushing is, let's say that, for instance, like you're a 22-year-old black woman, you're going to get bombarded with success being like, uh, you know, this a man who's driving a Lamborghini and all of, the, all of these things that make basically like no man no normal man seem good enough. Like everything, you know, right. if you make less than $250,000 a year, you're you a would scrub. be a woman, you're a scrub and the woman would be settling. When in reality, the men who are actually able to spend quality time with you and be really loyal and want a family and want to nurture and are normal and capable of like not being sociopaths, right. they're making like 50 to $150,000 a year. And, and there's, there's a, and they're six feet tall instead of six, four. Right. And yeah. so when a when a black woman could be getting messaging to, you know, stick with the men in her community, and I'm not saying like never date a guy in another community that you meet on the train and you guys have a connection. I just mean, you know, uh, people that would be good mates. And instead of getting that information or that messaging and saying, you know, build with regular people and the dream is, is loving each other and creating a healthy family, they're getting told, no, the dream is having a Birkin bag and waiting and holding out for that guy with the Lambo. Like a guy with a Lambo really wants a woman with three kids and a wig. It's funny you mentioned oh. that. Have you ever, um, but you Kim Kardashian has three kids and a wig, you see. Wig, yeah. You ever listened to a guy? Oh, you ever heard of him called Kevin Samuels? He's like the biggest thing. On I the love Kevin right Samuels. Now. My girlfriend and I laugh at his uh, clips all the time. His clips, yeah. No, yeah. but he's the, but the thing is so sad about it. People want to dismiss us within our community, but he's one hundred percent correct. Average people, very average people, and get average outcomes. But that's within our great. community, yeah, it's great. Very well it, said. It, it, it's in, it's insane how delusion the black women become to believe that like average and best deserves like extraordinary outcomes like he said i love how he breaks down statistics because he always comes with facts he's like 51 percent of black men make about 42 grand and don't have kids so the whole notion that black men have all these babies and don't make any money is nonsense he talks about okay if you want to get a black man over to go about you know six figures over you know that's like three percent of total men in a, in america right including yeah including like, the whiteies exactly but what gets really interesting is we try to have these real conversations about saving our community because it would involve fixing the family structure. We they have been so conditioned now to believe there's no loyalty. We do not belong to black men. No, I do what I want for myself. And right. that right there is a dangerous red flag because there's no accountability to anybody. Well, and you know what's interesting it ain't is, work. is you know that like um 
can't believe I'm actually about to do this, but I'm going to quote a Beyonce song. But, you know, like like Single Ladies was like a really, what was really interesting about Single Ladies, though, is like, yes, it was the liberation anthem. But what she was really saying was she put a ring on it. Correct. If you like it, you should have put a ring on it. And what she yeah. was driving. And she's at, fucking like, Jay-Z. But, but, but my, well, right. but she, she was, apparently she was not very happy with him at that point. Like, and she, still yeah, with Jay Z. But the point is, what she was saying was, stop fucking around and marry me. Right. Correct. Which is what women, not just black women, women should be saying. Correct. If, but why, why was he not? Because he had, because he was the dude with the Lambo. Like, he had a, a million other fucking options. So this is getting at something like much deeper. And I feel we started off the conversation talking about it on Tinder. It's like, I feel like women are not aware. Like they don't get it when a dude has an effect on them. I'm like, I want to tell them and be like, that's not because you too have some special unique connection. It's because he's very fucking attractive and tall and rich and whatever else it is. All the bitches like him. What you need to do is find a dude who's got something going for him, but like, really really likes you and you know for lack of a better not settle but like understand that like what is it you actually want do you want a commitment or not because if you want a commitment you can't you cannot expect that from a man that has like endless fucking options and so this is the last thing because i i I actually speaking of family i gotta i gotta jump i gotta go up there um and fucking i think siobhan is texting me i think no, Lucy's back asleep. Well, I got to jump anyway because I got to work in the morning. But but the the goal of okay, the goal of Marxism, socialism from the very beginning, it's 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 enemy, it's first and last enemy. People think it's religion, people think it's like, you know, individualism. Enemy like the other country? No, like 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 what it seeks to eradicate. Like what what it, it's real impediment to the sort of um Marxist utopia or socialist utopia is it's not religion it's not it's not individualism it's not capitalism it's not greed it's not it's the family it is always been the family the family because the family centers the individual's loyalty in something outside the group writ large now a properly functioning family is led by you know and it doesn't necessarily, I'm not always people who thinks it has to be the man. It can be led by the woman. I think that it, it often works out better in the way that women are inclined, but for, for the man to lead. But the point is just it, it, the family is oriented towards producing children that are productive members of society, right? But the man and the woman's final loyalty is always to themselves and their children rather than the state or the society or uh the greater good and the fucked up thing about that is what people don't understand and well and what's crazy about that is what people don't understand is that much in the same way that like the market produces these outcomes these generally good outcomes from selfish inclinations a, a, a collection of families all operating with those incentives produces the best possible that's a good collection Right, yeah. exactly, exactly, and 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 it, it it works well together. Once you start undermining little pieces of it here and there, that's where you get pathologies, and that's where you get things disintegrating. And 
what you said, LaShawn, you were like, we were the experiment. I was like, fuck, that was a moment for, I was like, boom. I was like, holy shit. Because that has always been, if you can, if you can disintegrate that um, bond, then the, the state or the great, whatever you want to call it, but, but the sort of like Leviathan of, of, uh, you know the experts that are in power and are going to tell you what to do. That is the easiest door for them to get in. Is once go. people no longer once the family is no longer the basic bedrock of society. That's all that's left. You know, yeah. is is the the intelligentsia basically. Exactly. We become the Marxist soldiers, and I like. I mean, I've heard right. that terminology before, and it's true. Like wow. you start with us, and wow. it's amazing because again, the power of influence. You'll start grabbing who we see it on social media all the damn time. From like the BBLs and the butts and the eyes and the, you know who they following and putting up on pedestals, it's definitely working. Like it's, but again, it takes disintegrating us. Like prime example, watching Kyrie and Stephen A. Smith and Jay will go at it right now. Like it's working. It's been working for quite some time. And Democrat Party realized we can use them to push this socialist regime. And if shit falls apart, it's their fault. We just blame them, right? Mm. Right, 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 right? That's it, right there. Uh, that that's a the experiment thing is a big thought. Do you have any other stuff that you you'd like to leave us with with this episode? Um, experiment one is, and then um, I think we'll leave with the experiment one. I think people, I want okay. people to think about that. I really want people to think about like really. With experiment, like one who's running experiment, and two is what do these parties really mean? Mm. Especially the minorities. I think a lot of times we just take for granted that blue is this for us, champions of certain marginalized communities, and red. And I can speak from experience of traveling, especially during the pandemic. I spent a lot of time in Flex in New Orleans, Texas, and Florida it ain't what they tell you it is. And this is as a minority saying this. And that is what has changed my thought process when it comes to family, family being important, um, who really had my back all these years, period, though. Because, again, it ain't that the Republicans going in in, in the strong family structure. And they and it wasn't Republican, it wasn't Democrat to feed the fucking slate. So I believe it. My experience, no, man. I mean, my experience... One second. And, and my, my two cents again, you know, like fucking cares what I think I'm white, but like, and this blew my mind, but like once I got out into other parts of the country, not the, not the South, the South is different. Conservatives in the South, they're still very, generally <laughs> speaking, very fucking racist. But that's the South. Yeah. But my, my, my take has been like the sort of like motherfuckers in like Oklahoma, Montana, like, you know, yeah. Oregon, like my, and it was weird, but like I basically, what it was, their defect is that they don't understand how real racism is right they don't understand how how real these historical factors still are but they themselves as individual people my experience just generally has been they're like they would love they would like they have absolutely no objection to the idea of like a flourishing prospering happy black america communities like they don't like they don't they they're not racist they're racist to the extent that they don't get 
Right. They don't understand systemic racism, which is a real thing. You know, like I, I, it's talked about in ways that are frustrating now, but like it is a real thing. And these people, they don't get it. They don't understand. They think it's just, you know, whatever. I don't know what they think it is, but, but the point is they themselves bear no real animus. They don't, they, they don't want to keep, they don't have that thing that like Baldwin talked about where it's like the white identity in this country is fundamentally about not, like, well, at least I'm not black, right? There are whites that are like that, particularly Correct. in the South, like poor Southern whites. I think that's very yeah. true. But a lot of the people I've met in like middle America, like they're, they're just, they're not fucking racist. They just don't get, they don't get how hard of a problem it really is to solve. They're I not think. racist. Yeah. They're just not around other races. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. and I think that's where the systemic racism becomes interesting because systemic racism, if you really think about it, especially... You know, Nate, you've been in Chicago and Pat, you've been in Chicago. Man, systemic racism is very, very city. Oh, yeah. I, I, lived in, like, I lived in Baltimore it, City, too. It, That's it, a good it's one. All, it's almost the, 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 the light blood that cities run on. The yeah. redlining, yes. the police suck corruption. Some, suck some like culture that. out of that beating heart. Yeah. You feel me? Like, that's what I've experienced. Sure. I'm more liable to have a content of character you know, engagement in the places that I've mentioned versus Chicago where, like, I mean, it's a given. I'm walking out and, like, I'm either being taped, walk around, followed around the store, or the cop's going to engage in me a certain way as certain parts of that. It's like, it's, it's, there's definitely a feeling I can definitely, I wish I could put in the words you gentlemen that I experienced here that I don't experience. We should, places. when we do this again, we should talk about some of your experiences in Chicago. Cause I also, <laughs> have, I've witnessed some experiences when I had yeah. my office there and I wouldn't mind talking about those a little bit too. That I've just, Oh, I, I, I absolutely. I, oh, they're going to be fun. That all right, cool. even been all right. All right, gentlemen. Fellas, well, thank I you guys for doing this. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Man. Again. My pleasure. LaShawn, it was really good seeing you again, man.